That's a, that outfit, that shirt is the worst of both worlds. Like it, there's no reason to wear it because you you got the hot <laughs> on your body still. <laughs> but your, your arms are cold. But if you're shredded, then you look great. It's great. Yeah, I oh, guess man. I couldn't. I don't think I can pull that off. No, like you to. could pull that off, dude. I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut off crew next I, sweatshirt. All right. If I if I come faction you a cut off crew next, will you try it on? Do you mean by fashion me cut the sleeves off one of my crew neck sweatshirts? No, I have a crew neck that I don't wear, and I swear to God, I'll bring it next week. And we'll do the picture. All right, yeah, we'll make it the official gear pods cut off. Dude, it'll look good on you. I'm telling you, bro. You're skinnier than I. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. Gear Buds Podcast, episode 170. That's a fun number. Big number. I kind of like that number. Don't always like numbers but anyways i'm henry that's dave this is our show that we like to do and let's do it the symphony of corrections here is your weekly reminder cables are tone tubes oh you 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 like you almost sort of joined on that one thank you for listening to this follow us on the stuff stuff subscribe on the stuff emails at the stuff gearbuds podcast at gmail.com shout out if you reach out so why not reach out uh you know what actually um First things first, I got to get this out of the way, Dave. Sure. I haven't said this to you yet. I just want to get this first to you and the audience and okay. and everyone. I have to apologize that this may be my final episode because I'm going to Lollapalooza this week. <laughs> you might be deceased after I this weekend. Not, I might not be alive after going to one day. Of so when I text you and I'm like, "Are we going to put the episode?" Out? You're like, <laughs> yeah. "Just send me the ghost emoji." Dude, that's it. I it's uh, old boy Hank's going to Lala this week. Wait, that's next weekend. That's a, it's. I'm going on Thursday, so I'm going on the first day. Oh right, because so I'm, I'm belly aching. You're right. You're belly aching. I'm belly aching a week and a half hard. in advance. Yeah. No, it's no less than a, a week. week. Yeah, a week today's Friday, dog. I guess it's a full week. It's like I've seven lost days. Track of yeah. what days is what. What what are even days? It's Regardless, it makes sense in the Dude, time why, of this why podcast. Are you going to tell us why? Because. Ladies and gents, my good friend Jimmy, lovely, lovely man, just decided that we needed to go, and I and I said yes because Metallica is playing, and we to like go to go see, see Metallica. Metallica. But the thing is, I just oh, I hate crowds and Me too. people that are on drugs that can't handle them, and that is both of those things: dehydrated kids, hot, and dehydrated drugos. Yeah, well, you'll have fun because you know the band; you can connect with the band. Here's the thing. Metallica, of course, excited for that. Other than, let's see, four or five, maybe five tops, literally other artists. I don't know a single person playing. So, and the other, the other one that I care about the most that I would have liked to really, really, really have liked to see Caroline Polachek is playing at the exact same time as Metallica. So, of course, I'm not going to see that. Uh, I don't know any bands until, like, 5 p.m. Which is kind of kind of how it was, maybe. Which makes me think maybe I don't have to worry so much about being dead because... You're just getting old. Uh, well, that, but I'm, we're, <laughs> we're, we'll probably just go late, you know? So, Metallica's obviously headlining. They're headlining, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's maybe that'll be the 100 Gex who are very popular and I and I like some of their stuff and uh, Ashniko who is a, a rapper I actually really like uh, are both playing so you know I want to talk about your 
approach to this mm. because Metallica is headlining. Mm. But you know there's going to be Metallica fans lining up as they do. I did that in for front Metallica of that stage at, at like 2 p.m. I did that when they played Lollapalooza, I don't know, however many, 10 years ago or something. So are you trying to get a good spot or are you just going to be like, I'm going to hang? I, okay. Because so, you did see them at, at Metro, which is like. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm, you I, don't need to go in the front. I utterly refuse to go to the front for this. You already had the best seat in the house. Right. It'll never get better. Than so that. hang out and drink a couple some beers. Th- I've done it twice. Yeah. I hang did it the there. Back. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with Jimmy. We're gonna we're gonna hang out in the back. Just bro down. We're gonna <laughs> wear some wear some sh- wear some delightful shades like yours. I might ask you to where are your shades? Them. Do you need? A, do you I'm need a I'm okay. I need to see the I need to see the outline. You know? All right. Uh, Should I take them off? No, you look great. I'm very excited about very them. I'm jealous of them, frankly. But I just I you know I might have to get some festival shades. That's all I'm saying. I can hook you up. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Oh, I want. There's an actual update. Uh, that copper sound boost uh, that we talked about last week that uh, looks like a strat. Yes. I wanted to update because I forgot to mention this. It has uh, the foot switch. I just think this is such a good idea, and I think more pedals should have this. The foot switch is a momentary switch, so you can not only just like turn it on and off like you would a normal boost, but you can also just like set like set your your foot on it and then let it off, and then it. Is off. So you just hold your foot. And you just tap your little tapper on there. I didn't there. know that was a thing. That's, really That's a, cool. Isn't that a nice little neat thing? Wow. So it's both a, a, a latching and momentary switch. That's. I feel like more pedals should do that. Just wanted to make too. sure I put that in the world. You sent me this, David. Uh, Cliff Burton. Oh, man. Cliff Burton beer. Cliff I mean, Burr. Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. <laughs> Ooh, I just got myself with that one. Speaking of Metallica. Uh, right. Uh, Cliff Amal is an official limited edition IPA beer in honor of the late Metallica bass guitar god, mm-hmm. Cliff Burton. And uh, unfortunately, friends, already super sold out. What was, did you say it was like 500 units? The like first 500 units included a poster. Oh, that's right. Okay. All of the units, by the time I got to the website the next day. Long gone. Way gone. Yeah. Uh, because uh, people love the beer and they love the Cliff Burton. And I absolutely 100% would have ordered it myself. My favorite thing is the, the people who comment and they're like, why is it an IPA? IPA suck. Oh, did they? I, didn't, I, I do not like, read the why? comments. I have to. Yeah. But it's like, why do you care? It's a fucking, it's a beer based on one of the greatest metal bass players of all time. Yeah, I don't know. Here's what I do know. It was created by Knuckle Bones and Kellercraft Brewing, a company based out of Walnut Creek, California, and is made using Simcoe and Citra hops, hence the IPA-ness of it. Uh, 6.4% alcohol, hoppy, bold, and, quote, crushable. Ooh, I like yeah. the crushable. Oh, the money always going to the Cliff Burton Music Scholarship Foundation for rising youth musicians. So I guess keep your eyes open. Maybe they'll do more, op- more, uh, more or less limited release of it or something. Yeah. I do know that because of certain laws and whatnot, it wasn't available for delivery in all U- U.S. states. Of course, this being a United States only thing, France. Uh, but you know, I was thinking about this. Wasn't Metallica's first time that they took a little trip down to Booze Town? Uh, they've done. Both in 2019, a, 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 a another beer, a Pilsner, which was called Enter Night, uh, and uh, they still sell to this day their blackened American whiskey. Very cool. Yeah, they're, they're big I don't bo- think I knew booze that. boys. Even though I think most, if not all of them, are sober. Hopefully, I know James's. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of all this Metallica hoopla, do you watch, do you watch Stranger Things? I haven't watched. I know about 
the thing, but I haven't watched the memes. You know about the thing, but you didn't do the thing? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've seen all the memes of like people being like, who's this band? Like, what is this? You know, yeah, what? sure. Dude. I'm just, I'm excited about it as a long time, lifelong, you know. No, Metallica I love it. Freak. No, I think it's great. I'm happy to. I, I saw people, the video. I, don't, I, the, I feel no, you know, like stay off my lone uh, lawn, uh, right. get off the bandwagon you thing. Shouldn't. Like, I, I love people that love I Metallica. Wanna, it, yeah, yeah, show people Metallica. It's a, it's a, I think it's Did badass. you see videos of the kid actually rehearsing the part? Oh, yeah. It was playing, awesome. Playing that, like he played a BC Rich in the show. It was yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. I mean, it's, it's, it was impressive for an actor to be able to come in and play that. It's funny. I saw my, my favorite thing about it though is that because like he plays a master of puppets riff in the show, and it, the show is like I, I, I think it takes place in we'll say June nineteen eighty six. I think. Okay. And the song came out in like March nineteen eighty six, and someone was like, "Man, the most badass thing about that was that he like it was learned the riff from Master of Puppets in a few months without tabs." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Played along with the actual song. Exactly, uh, dude. All right, we've got to we've got to get into something real fast here, and maybe we maybe we'll take a little time with it. The symphony might need to get dragged out a little bit today. I don't care. I think we need to have a quick therapy sesh, buddy, because I know that you've had a no good, very bad gear week. Yeah. And I was depressed <clears throat> this week. I feel like maybe we just kind of, can we just air it out a little bit on the Let's show and, and get into a little and bit? And by the way, I don't want to. We've got other positive things to you talk have, about, too. You have. A, we, well, dude, the show runs a gamut. Don't worry right. about it. Don't worry about me. Thank you for your empathy, yeah. but let's let's get into you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. What happened? Tom? I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. The first, the first, the first bit of it was uh, we, we know about. Your, your acoustic, right? Yeah, I brought my guitar to Fretworks. Yeah. Fretworks in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the name. Okay. What the fuck? They're a very busy place. Mm-hmm. Probably the best place to take your guitar to. Fretworks mm-hmm. in Chicago, up in Lincoln Square. And they overquoted me, like, I think. I mean, maybe they didn't, but they quoted me hard for what needed to be done in the guitar. We Let's did. Be we, we, we got into it last week. We, did. we, we told the story. If so I folks to, want to go listen, that's a good, that's a good reason to go listen to that. If you go want back to hear, and listen to last week's out, episode, check out what happened. Listen to me bitch about it. <laughs> but no, I get it. Like those guys work hard and they have a lot of guitars and they do a lot of shit. Probably wasn't the best place to take that guitar at the time. But So you're, you're reeling right now. You're feeling sad about acoustic guitars. A little sad. Went to pick it up. Give my ticket. I said, uh, I'll take my guitar, please. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, we didn't do any work on it. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, give back to me. Then I almost forgot the strap pin or the um, oh, bridge, the bridge pins. pins. That's right. That was crazy. Went back in. He's like, oh, we have the bridge pins. They had them laying around. It's fine. I'm not trying to talk shit about Mm-mm. the place. They do good work. Long story short, I've been looking at guitars. You've been Dave. Dave has been gassing whore, which especially on. I'll be honest, not my particular cup of tea. Mm-hmm. 60s Gibson acoustics. Mm-hmm. Dave that Dave has Dave has his his heart and his wiener set now, <laughs> on now, an old Gibby. You and Paul have a lot in common cuz you guys both have similar similar uh ideas. Uh-huh. One, you're a Martin acoustic guy. Uh, yeah, I'm very much And a Martin once you go Martin, guy, you don't go far. You don't go <laughs> Seriously though, like obviously a Gibson acoustic to a Martin player is like, all right, uh, dude. Okay, listen. No, no, no. no. I want Let me to finish. love Gibson acoustic guitars so deeply. I, I have played so many I of them and old ones. And I'll be honest, I kind of like the new ones better. Like if I was looking at a Gibby acoustic, I might be thinking about a new one. They do a reissue of the LG two. Oh, Paul, do they? 
Yeah, Paul was like, you should just buy this. And it was like a 2015, and I'm like... <laughs> but it's still like 1700 1800 It's yeah, not a cheap right. guitar. So I'm sure it's great. Um, anyways, it's because I've had the LGO for so long. Yeah, I gotta, I'm I stuck to the brand. Okay? I know. But Paul had the same opinion where he's like, he's a Gibson guy, but he also bought his shit like five years ago when it was cheap. Yeah. So it's so expensive right I now. That changes that, that changes it deeply for me. It's not that I super hate them. They're right. not they're not my favorite acoustics, but because they're also now what I think to be unreasonably expensive, that's Un- insane. The thing that is bothering me. So he was like, basically the uh, the guitar I sent him was like it was like fourteen hundred. I think I got an offer, and it was a B twenty five N, which 60, is the natural nineteen sixty five nineteen sixty five B twenty five. So it's a small body. It's basically what the LG one was. But it's cross braced and uh, spruce top, mahogany sides and back. Mm-hmm. It's a nice guitar. Sure. Um, well, anyways, I sent it to him and he was like, "Oh, well, I used to. I, I've owned three of those. I bought them for seven hundred bucks." Dude, but it's you're hard, living in twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's like, true. It's that's hard, when you could have gotten goes. two of them for yeah. the price of one. Yeah, I also got a jazz bass, a six two jazz bass <laughs> for eighteen hundred bucks. Right. I know. Okay, like <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> okay, so what happened? So finally, me and this guy were rapping on Reverb. And he's like, yeah, I really don't want to sell this thing. Uh, he offered, he had it for listed for 16 He offered me 14 which, by the way, is a pretty nice, you know, 200 bucks off is a nice I think offer. it was, that's fairly reasonable 100 bucks shipping plus Illinois tax. I still maintain be, 1200 would be my ceiling on that. Sure, that's fine. And that's what Paul said too, but it's like inflation. Yeah. Look up. I, th- uh, I still think that's accounting for inflation. Find me a B twenty five for twelve hundred, and I will buy it right now. I know they they don't exist, and this thing had no problems, completely structurally solid. Had it set up a year ago, mm-hmm. according to the guy. I'm I'm just trusting the seller. So you're rapping. Point. You're 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 in deep. We're at this talking. Point on we're this doing guitar. it. Are are you mentally? Do you feel like you like this? This is going to happen. So he sends me a message and goes. Tell you what, man, if you want to hear this thing, I'm going to go to my office and record it like a Zoom video and send it to you. And I was like, hey, man, that's up to you. I like I don't care if you do that or not. That sounds like a lot of work to me, but go ahead. Dude, OK, wait, let's press pause on that for a mm-hmm. second, because I hadn't really considered it from this angle before. And I might was he scamming me posit, the whole time? I might posit that he didn't ever want to get rid of this thing. And that was him buying himself a little bit of time. It's been listed for like three weeks. Okay, did it, does it have any listed offers? Two offers. One of them was mm-hmm. I don't know what the other offer was, obviously. Sure. Um, so he goes, hey, I'm going to go do a Zoom video. He goes, and he keeps saying, like, it's a really great guitar. Then in, he goes, he goes, oh, I sent him an offer, right? 1300 I go, I'll do 13 There's shipping. There's tax. It's going to be 1600 bucks for me out the door. He goes, uh, yeah, I appreciate the offer. I'm going to go send you a video which is weird right that's reverse order and he goes i'll let you know and and then he literally goes i just sat down to record you a video and i think i'm just going to keep the guitar yeah i just and that was just it. the guitar is just so good you sent me a screenshot was the guitar is like so good he like it's so I good just, I, I can't get I, rid I of it i can't get rid of it i yeah his original thing was he was selling it to um buy a guitar that he had to replace that got stolen so i'm kind of like 
That's, now there's, I'm starting there's to so much backstory on this one. I don't know that much backstory on almost any guitar I have. I woke up uh, a couple days ago and I was like, ah, "There's there was drama last night. Yeah. Because an hour after he said, I'm going to sleep on it, like on your offer, he, in an hour later, he just was like, yeah. Did he delist happening. the guitar? What? Did he delist the oh, guitar? Oh, yeah, it's, it's gone. Oh. Well, at least, at least there was that, I guess. Yeah. So, long story long. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just uh, now. I really <laughs> got a little bit of a double whammy on the acoustics this week, David. I'm sorry about. I that. I have a problem with like wanting something and then I don't get it, and, and then, then I don't get it, and then I go fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I I I'm not a the, ga- the I'm, gas I'm, is real. Dude. I'm not a I'm not a a guru. I'm not a. I'm not much of a believing man, but I I feel like I feel like good things are on the horizon, my friend. I it'll feel be like fine. Things, Everything works out for yeah, a reason, right? Sure. I think I think it'll be all right. Yeah. I think good things are coming days away, and and I and I got I got to say first I want to come back to the idea. We talk about this so much, and and the idea of playing an instrument right before you go to sell it, it's it makes it way harder, dude. <laughs> really you've been through this recently. Every single time I've ever, you have a few items for sale. Sold instrument. I have a few items for sale, and uh, I think it might have all happened within a couple days. Sold Did. two guitars this week, friends from the Reverb Shop. So, dude, you killed it! You killed it! This I, week. I'm sorry to have to turn it around so quickly. I know. No, no, I've please, been dude. We need to shift the mood. I've been I'm having sorry. A great little gear. Week. I brought it down. I apologize. No, it's okay. That's what this is. We we're here for all all ends of the rainbow all gear things and i did have a pretty good deal so for a couple of them so first the first of all had that memphis base listed i had been i this past weekend i got finally uh enough of a stick up my butt on my hoarder room and gear room situation i should say gear multiple rooms situation and started going through all that stuff and got like went through all my instruments and like put them back in their cases and was like i want to get rid of all this stuff and like feeling real good about it and actually listed a couple things and then just like pretty immediately started getting offers and and selling stuff and actually no i should take it back one offer or one of the deals was uh, reverb one of the deals was on craigslist and you were the one that reminded me you're like hey you got those on craigslist yet and i was like don't no i don't so i gotta gotta get those up there Put the Memphis base up. I also listed my Alvarez. We'll come back to that. I, I still have the Aria listed. Been getting some more watchers and attention yeah. on that. I'm going to do one more price drop, and I guarantee it Are you sales. bumping it? Oh, I'm bumping. Bump, 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 bump. It's worth bump the 2% or whatever. Exactly. What yeah. I, I usually do around 4 or so, depending on what yeah, it I don't, is. Yeah, I don't remember what the intervals are on that. You can set whatever you want. Oh, really? Yeah, any percentage, including to the 10th of a decimal, nice. I believe. I don't, I don't think you can go higher than that. But... Uh, had the put the Memphis on Craigslist. The next day, got an offer. A uh, dude was like, "Hey, I have uh, got some stuff. If you're interested, like, I don't know if you're in, into trades at all." And sent me some cool stuff. Went through it all. Uh, Converse with my buddy Dave here about it. Sent this. We talked about what some potential offers and good deals might be. Just gotta go. I sent. My thing is that there there are a couple things that I actually want to like buy. Right now, like just random things that outside of my so normal you, world I, that are sim racing right. equipment. You want uh, cash. I just wanted a little bit of cash too. So, But he had some cool pedals that I have never played and wanted to play. 
So and, and and actually a cool amp that he was including as an offer, which might have been a really dope thing it, for for my buddy Dave here. But it's the I thing, was excited. I, you were excited about it, but I just have too many amps and have and have recently decided to keep even more of them. Right. Uh, the I.e. the VT40 I had been thinking about selling. I'm keeping it. You need to turn that up today. Turn it up. If I didn't have to go drive to a freaking rehearsal mm-hmm. dinner, I would go do that. That's true. Uh, but got an offer for I we we decided I sent I sent a couple pedal I was like all right here how about a couple of these pedals, and then this decent sum of cash, which we can t- I got this mem I got this base for from you in a trade for something that I got for free yes so we and this is I mean I know this you know this is like it's fine and I've talked about the Memphis and you got here. I mean, you got you got that for the sickest fucking deal it ever was insane. As, as well so it's like whatever. But um, so I know know this going into all of it. Guy came back with a very reasonable, like small number down on the cash. Said he would come pick it up the next day. We did the deal. Did the deal. Bada boom, bada boom. I I got a couple pedals and some cash, my friend. I will say this. Yes. The only thing I'm disappointed about. What is it? You didn't. You didn't go for the space echo. He did have that new Boss Space Echo pedal, which the, RE201, the thing is, is that I it's the RE2. I used to own the RE20 double version of that pedal, so like I already know what that thing does. I was like, I want to try two new things. I know, and I hear so you. I did that. I'm just saying it would have been a usable, yeah. Pedal. And I let, so I got two pedals. Uh, do you, should we let's want, talk about? Okay, it. so I got a couple pedals. Uh, JHS Bender, which I haven't heard yet. Which you have, Dave has not heard yet. It is their take on the uh, Mark III tone bender. I played it. I haven't spent enough time with it yet. I figure we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Uh, Dave and I today just had fun with the little bass pedal, and I should yeah. say fun in in the way that it's fun to play together and experiment together. Maybe not the pedal so much though. And that pedal is an old pedal. Uh, it is from the early '90s, I believe. It's a one that looks like it came out in 1990 or 91, based on my best internet guessing. Uh, it is the Gaia Tone Flip Valve Bass Driver BB1 pedal. Uh, it is a bass or as a tube 12AX7 driven uh, bass overdrive pedal. Mm. It's got five, six knobs on it. One of those, two of those are concentric, uh, and it and it does sort of like a a nasty thrashy, grungy. It reminds me a lot of the Boss ODB3, the one that I have. Yeah, where it's very. I don't want to say digital sounding. You 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 definitely say that you think it sounds digital. I think neither of us are super in love with it as of what we were doing with it today for sure. Uh, it's probably just not my style. I think the the thing that we both agreed on though is that it's kind of hard to find a really good like to find the best sound with it. There are a lot of sounds that I like didn't like, but there are some sounds that I'm like, okay, cool, I could like tweak that. I also suspect that it could it would sound good recorded, like doing like a direct mm-hmm effecty thrashy kind of nasty it have an, uh it doesn't have an xlr like a like it's not like a di box or anything no that would be yeah, i know I, that would be pretty that'd sick be a, that'd be a big uh but it no it's just um the the i would like the, the one of the things that i really do like about it is that it has two knobs to control both you're just like your clean bass volume as well as yes. the overdriven bass volume i so think that's awesome that. so you can blend that that's probably the most important step the, the thing that i would really like is that it has a uh it has that concentric knob, and what it is is a, a mid sweepable frequency boost, so you can change down from 100 hertz down up to I think it was like 4K or something like that, uh, and then how much of it that you boost. And I would really like that to be controlled with the clean sound. I think it would be nice to have that 
as part of your clean control thing. Oh, it only of, works when it's It only engaged. works when it's being blended in with the overdriven right. sound, and I would like to have it on the clean sound, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because that would be like a nice EQ pedal. At that I'm going to live with it for like a week or two, and then honestly, it could be a flipper. You know, I've got a lot of pedals. I've got a lot of stuff for sale. These are all the stuff that, you'll, Dave, you'll notice to my, your left here are my definite keepers. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like put stuff in the boxes that I have for it and see what I have. I see you have the Karma Sutra over there. Oh, that is that. I'll never get rid of that. Uh, I gifted Charlie the Karma. You did. Oh, you gave it to him. Okay, that's amazing. I I was like, he loved, dude. He had such a good time playing yours, and I bought that one for a great deal. And I was like, it's his birthday. You got a great deal. His birthday is like on Sunday, and he's one of my best friends. I was like, just take it. Happy B Day, Char Dog. Yeah, man. So love that. Obviously, we're gonna play it in the band and all that. Yeah, of course. You're gonna. It's not gonna be very far from your pedal board. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, it was cool. It's just like how you were just playing uh, your old and my. P old P bass, dude. I was gonna bring it up, but like I got to play the seventy five again. That's of course, this is a bass pedal that we're talking about, folks. So of course, I had to bust out a bass. P because I sold the Memphis, and I have, I've actually also recently sold that. I had the um, who made it? Cala, the Cala U bass. Yes, I saw. This is my only bass, which is as far as only bass to have. Need. I mean, a seventy five P bass and with a jazz bass pickup routed into it. I just want to add that you left it tuned up to standard for me. I did, and I fucking ripped it, dude. You I, did rip it. That it thing sounds felt really good so good, man. Yeah. I put in many, many shows on that bass. So, yeah, you did. Uh, that was the Blaine bass. You know what, dude? I was actually looking through. My, I, this is interesting. I'm I'm so glad I forgot to bring this up. I should say I forgot to put it on the outline. I was looking through my notes because I, uh, you know, have my absurd extensive gear document <laughs> and I was looking at my notes on this base and I remembered that I decided after I bought it from you that it was named Fonda because of oh, that's being cute. the Blaine Fonda base. Nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- th- there's only one other instrument I have where I, yeah, we don't name a lot of instruments that I, it has a name. And so, but I, f- I felt like, because that was always your, that was your Blaine base. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that was your Blaine base. It's one of the best playing bases. And, uh, yeah. that's Fonda. Ah, looks uh, good. But so yeah, I feel like that would, that's gonna be that might be a little bit of a flipper. Yeah, that pedal. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also then, friends, I, I've got to get into this a little bit. Okay. Sold the Alvarez guitar. So I had this. I've had this uh, Alvarez. It's like a basically a Yairi clone. Of, of, uh, like they had this other guitar that was really super expensive, high end guitar, and then they made like a cheaper version of it. But it was still a really nice guitar from the eighties. And it's one of those acoustic guitars that doesn't have a sound hole. It's like made for playing on stage. And Can shit. I say this? Yeah. It's, it's one of those guitars that if you're looking for it and you find it, that's the one you want. Bada bang. That's all you can. But it's it's a tough sell as far as like a standard acoustic. I, I'd only ever listed it on Craigslist. I'd, I And like the pictures that I had, I remember they were fine, but they like I needed a refresh reboot. And I just like had let the ad die. And I'd had it listed for like years. This week is part of the, the, the whole clean and purge took some fresh picks put it on reverb and craigslist uh i think the next the same deal the next day i got uh would not even offer i just got an outright buy for my listed price which by the way which was was a few hundred dollars more than i'd ever even had it listed on craigslist before yeah uh so just bought it outright on reverb bada bing bada boom i just shipped it hadn't shipped it hadn't shipped a guitar in uh at least a few months it was kind of a i was like oh yeah yeah this that's is kind always of an annoying a fun, experience fun fucking process <laughs> god i don't miss those days shoving a big old box trying to weigh stuff. it weigh yourself and then <laughs> i weighed myself and held the box and weighed it and i was like okay 19 pounds there you go um yeah i don't miss that shit yeah did you look at the metrics of what those have sold for i mean did you get there are market there, price for it i've only, I, I found record of two having ever been on reverb 
their listing the prices that they had them at listed at were lower but i you know i don't know what it actually sold for or if they ever sold so it was just that they were up there okay. you know so there yeah there had only been a couple two of them that i could that i could find but yeah it sold to someone not that far away so the shipping wasn't as bad as it could have been and it feels good. I, I gotta, I get, I gotta say, I get such a freaking thrill. Like, it is nothing compared to like the actual time I put into it. You know, is isn't no, that, when that you get valuable? That, when you get that, but I just get that little endorphin rush from the sale. Or that, that like once PayPal it. hits and you're like, oh, okay. Right. It, yeah, today yeah. It just I got the, I just got the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, that's nice. It's rewarding. It's nice. It, is, it is nice, and it's also just like I know again what I paid for it and which was nothing and what i got for it which was everything so uh you know but i want to do you feel like i feel like this, uh, this might be a super like honestly a super cliche to even ask right now but Dude, do you feel like podcast. the gear market is <laughs> do you feel like it's chilling out a bit do you feel like prices are sort of not on guitars not on guitars. I okay. feel like on yeah. pedals. Yeah, it's pretty. Chill. I kind of feel like pedals are sort of chill a little bit. Pedals are chill. I mean, I don't look at boutique like it, like I'm not looking That's for like I a Russian at. Big Muff or whatever, like mm-hmm. something you know vintage or whatever. Um, I feel like pedals are pretty chill. Like I got a great deal on that Karma Sutra. Yeah, right. That was like half off. Um, but I will say guitars haven't gone anywhere. Well, pedals. I want to say that Klon. Uh, <clears throat> that I, from our boutique challenge that I was like, oh dang, that's actually not a super expensive Klon KTR, right? Quote unquote, not a super expensive, still way over what they were originally. Uh, it's still available for sale, like that. That that yeah, one that was sold cool. Yet. So I don't that know, cool. but guitar guitars do guitars. What do, do you s- think? I, I mean, I think I, I agree. I feel like I've seen guitars are expensive as fuck. I feel like it, I feel like guitars are still really expensive. Yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, there's not. It's funny because you you become like um, like used to how expensive things get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, that's just what that costs now. Like uh, like the 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 base six. Like you want to buy a base six, oh, right? Dear sweet baby, I had. So a, why are they all so expensive? I had one of the Mexican pawn shop series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 2013, and I got it for like seven hundred. No, I got it for like five hundred, and I sold it for like seven, and I was like, "That's cool. I made two hundred bucks." Yeah. Now those are like almost two thousand dollars. Really, two thousand? Almost like thirteen like hundred to two thousand. Okay, like in that range. Yeah. You're not going to find it under a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. And don't yeah. forget the uh, the made in Japan ones, like the real base six reissues. Mm-hmm. Three grand. Match matchy headstocks. Two three grand. I want one that and so that to me, which is is oh god, it's hard for me to even admit this to myself. When you're when that when that type of instrument is already getting to that stratosphere of price, right? That then sends me to think mm, I'm gonna go actually. I'm just gonna go for the real one and get yeah. I'm gonna step it up and spend the because at that point you're still spending thousands of dollars. So it's like okay, maybe I'll what's another like thousand five thousand to get like a real an old one. Absolutely. And so that's that's wow. I wonder. I wonder. And then, of course, that I must not be the only ding dong who feels that way. So then, yeah, that's going to just drive that price up, and then we're all screwed. Do you think we're kind of in a weird situation now, where it's like, because you know the economy's a little fucked up, gas is insane, mm. like all this type of stuff's going on. Do you think people are they're trying to get rid of stuff to get money back, but also people don't have the money to buy stuff, so the market is kind of going to come down a little bit you know it's going to have to yeah the it will it shall reset you're not getting ten thousand dollars for your like whatever you know your vintage jaguar or whatever you know 
No, I see. I see the same old Jaguar on Craigslist that dude's been trying to sell for too much money for quite a while. Dude, now. what do you think about like Craigslist people that just keep listing? Like, oh, for, I do. I've seen the same post. No, but I'm. I mean, I've seen the same post for ten years. <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I have never tried to sell a piece of gear that I didn't eventually sell. You just it, you have to yeah. drop the price and right. and and take better pictures. Or and you be could just leave flexible. it listed for ten thousand dollars on or, Craigslist, or just keep for six years. There's that one dude with the '63 SG that yeah. keeps doing the same thing, and he's like, but he, but he, he refuses to put price. a price. No, he doesn't have a price. He's like, that's don't. right. He's like, don't. He's like, you've got to come play it and then offer me an, a number. It's like, what? If you clicked on this, you know what you're looking at. You know what I this is. Well, Dave, is that it time? It, well, here's the thing. So today's main sort of story oh, is also Dave's docs related, folks. Yeah, because big Dave, news. Dave did some big work. But so here's what I want to ask you. I feel like mm-hmm. my thought would be maybe we'll do we'll do Dave's docs and then we'll do some future gear and then maybe we'll talk about the big Dave's doc story at sure. the end. How do you feel about that? That'd be great. Right. I mean, I have a quick Dave's doc, anyways. Perfect. So we'll do, we'll do, we'll do Dave's quick, quick Dave Dave's docs. Yeah, Dave doc, Dave doc, Dave doc, Dave doc, Dave doc, Dave doc. Nice. What is it? Can you see it through those sexy tinted shades? I'm wearing shades right now. So this is pretty cool, man. Yeah. I needed something pretty chill. Yeah. I didn't go deep. Because you went deep on Dave's docs in other ways this week. I did. And I wasn't like, and I had the weird week with the acoustic and all this stuff happening. Um, So I watched a nice little doc that Amazon keeps recommending me. What is it? Have you heard of uh, Jake Shimabukuru? I I can't say that I have. I'm going to say, I'm going to make sure I pronounce that right. Shimabukuru. Yeah. Jake Shimabukuru. He's a ukulele virtuoso. No kidding. And Amazon's recommending. Why aren't they recommending me? I got Amazon. It's a quick, like, fifty-minute doc. He's, oh, he didn't like die or anything. It, like, he's still alive. It's like this old doc from like ten years ago. Okay. There's nothing like dramatic about it. It's just him. Just a nice old Yuki doc. And he blew up. He's the um. Not literally. He's, he got he got he got popular. He got very popular. Virtuoso ukulele player. Okay. Tell us what's it called. It's called Life in Four Strings. Dude, this is such a Dave's doc right here. It is. And we're going old school. Wow. And here's the thing. Oh, wow. Okay. We got, uh, yeah, I can't, I I can't spoil. I was we'll get into talk it. About yeah. But um, he actually had, get this, dude, one of the first ever YouTube videos. Like one of the first ever viral ever, YouTube oh, videos. Up, like, uh, There's a video of him playing My Guitar Gently Weeps. He called it My Ukulele Gently Weeps. Okay. In Central Park in new york in like 2004 i can hear that song in ukulele so it's possible that i've i've heard you've absolutely heard it um the doc opens with him playing it like recently or you know to the doc like in 2012 Mm -hmm. or whatever it was awesome um he's fucking insane dude like insane virtuoso he goes around the world he teaches kids here's the thing about uke man you can like <laughs> to think about Uke, man. That might be the episode title. Right <laughs> Fair, dude. It's it's such a digestible instrument. If you can play a few chords on it, <sighs> no, you can get annoyed with it. I don't. I don't, it was, I don't know if digestible is the word that I would choose for uh, all encompassing. You can show it to little kids to, to describe you clearly. Okay, yeah, it, it's and it's an obtainable sure. instrument. All right, 
if you had like a son or daughter who's yeah. like three years old, what's the first instrument you might buy? I I, I feel you. I agree with I that. Think That's a great idea. Those nice those nice soft nylon soft strings. Soft nylon strings, a tiny fretboard. You know? But then, to, but then, do you have to be like it's actually pronounced ukulele? It is. It is. So you have to. You have no, to I, really. I go straight Chicago. Thing. I get yeah. ukulele. Hey, give me that ukulele. Yeah, give me that uke. Down at the jewels. Anyways, the dude started playing at four years old. He's a fucking virtuoso. It's an awesome doc. It's really just. Is, him, is there like, a story or is no, there a reason no, for this documentary? It's just sort of like here's this. Here's what's happened. His yeah, his it was life. just kind of a chill kind of doc. <laughs> Just like he's just gonna play you for about fifty minutes or so, yeah. and you're gonna enjoy it, and that'll be that. Yeah, dude, that was it that was, was great. It? It's all I needed this week, man. Does he does he write his own music? Is it uh, does he? No, does, I think he, just he does, does covers. mostly covers. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. He was in a band. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't watch this documentary. He was in a band called Pure Heart. <laughs> I watched like thirty minutes of it. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned Davis and having the best week this week, folks. So. Yeah, I'm off a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I love it. We, we're going to spend so much time talking about Dave's doc later. Did, were, was there any good uke sighting? Like, do you, like, do you know about any ukes? Like the, about well, in, in the opening scene, he's building a uke. Oh, building his own? Yeah. That's cool. Does he does he always do that, or do you just, like, sort of get in, like, a, that was his, his first experiment doing it for the documentary? No, it looked like he knew what he was doing. Oh, oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How no, many, it was awesome. How many strings of ukulele do you give ten you give 10 uke strings 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 it's Holy just what shit. i needed dude dude oh my god it's just what i needed today it was awesome oh my god i just thought of something what we've got to it's gotta but it's it's gonna have to be with the main feature part of the conversation i hope i remember it well, I'll write it down i don't have anything to write with do you have any beers left go grab it there's one of those yes uh pillsies in there for you Fring, 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 fring. So you have to frap, dude. It is. You have to frap hard. How do you not have a ukulele? You know what? I, I have personally two. have never owned ukulele. My grandfather has a Martin ukulele, which will shall eventually be mine. Wow, that's pretty cool. I have his Gibson banjo. Don't take it to fretwork. It's, it's the only. It's it. the only fifty fifties Gibson I'm ever going to own. Is my banjo? Yeah. Uh, you had a Mando for a minute. I had the '60s Epiphone Mando, which was, of course, made in the, in the Gibson uh, factory. It's a the standard. It's a like violin. It's a in fourths. CG. I don't know what. That I don't means. remember what the actual tuning was. I got pretty decent at mandolin for a minute, but because I think the uke is CGEA, which is you nice. know what I care about. CGCG baby. I know, and thank you for letting me play that in standard. In standard it felt yeah. really good, man. Uh, okay, here, let's do this. Moving right along. Future gear. Uh, I found something pretty cool this week, and it was actually in the new Def Leppard Rig Rundown. Def Leppard right band? Rundown. That is the right band, yep. Phil Collin and Vivian Campbell. First of all, I'll just mention, uh, they don't use amps or pedals anymore. They're full on a bunch of different cool guitars straight into a Fractal Axe FX3. Wow. No cabs. I th- or actually, maybe Vivian Campbell uses some cabs on stage, but Phil Collin is no no cabs whatsoever Phil on stage. Phil Collin. Yeah. It's so funny just I know. to hear that. Dude, so, he is, by the way, still like in his 60s and shredded yeah. 
better shape. So than he's I been, am. he's like the lead guitar player. He or? is, yeah, okay. and has always been. And F- Vivian Campbell's also super good. They're both like super ripping guitar yeah. players, you know. It, but it's like they're Def Leppard's a kind of band where it's like Underrated. you know everything is like exactly the same every night. Where it's yep. like they're playing cool parts, but it's never they're like, not improving. No, 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 that kind of no stuff. Way. But anyways, in this, like I said, no pedals except Vivian Campbell has to do some wah wah stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked about this pedal that he used, and then I went and did a little research about it because I'd never heard of it or seen anything like this before, Dave. And this is some serious Future Gear stuff because uh, I have found it is called the Light Time pedal, and it's like the Light Time wireless pedal system. And what it is is a wireless expression pedal. Okay. So... Not only, I mean, the, the idea of controlling things wirelessly. It's usually on your board. Well, it's not only is it on your board, but like you could do that sort of thing with MIDI, right? This lets you do actual like expression pedal stuff, like you would use, like a real wah wah pedal, for mm-hmm. instance, like where you control that wirelessly, which that has not, uh, as far as I can tell, and as far as the claims of Ch- Chad Zamish, the creator of this, uh, has never existed. No so shit. it's basically so how does it connect? It's a it's a it looks like a you know like a Dunlop sort of like crybaby wah wah pedal sure. case, and then it's got like a little antenna on it, and then it's got, <laughs> it's got an antenna, yeah, dog, and then cool. there's more, and then and then that goes to uh, like the receiver box that also has an antenna, and then that which is cool, the system allows for two sources or two control sources so basically you can do the wah wah stuff or control whatever expression pedal stuff you want to control but then it also has a button switch so you can wirelessly send like a amp foot switch or something like that with two which is all fucking super cool and this is also the fact that like these guys have been wireless for ever you know Uh, like on their guitars yeah but like here's the thing like the how do you patch in like is it well check it out the normal like the the idea of having a, a, a foot pedal controller on a giant stage like all over the stage that's existed for a long time right. that's meant you've had to run hundreds of fucking feet of or yards or whatever of cable to do that mm-hmm. that's this has never existed to be able to do it wirelessly not only that if it's something that you wanted to also power like if it had lights or whatever sort of deal in there uh you had to run power out there this pedal also has a freaking rechargeable battery built in, so you can you can have all over the stage, and it basically sets up this like wireless mesh Just network wherever you. You can have them all over the fucking arena. Oh, that's cool, man! If you wanted wirelessly and powered, if they're charged, right, and uh, just go to town to control your waz or whatever it is that you need to do. It's a big. It's a, it's kind of it's kind of a game changer, Dave. We've probably talked about this, but you've you've fucked with the wireless before. Oh, I have one sitting sitting. Oh, it's in the other room right now. But did you played live with a wireless? Never. Okay. No. That's what I was getting. At. That seems like for me, for with who's never had a dedicated guitar tech, that just seems like an unnecessary gamble. Right. You know, I I, I can trust a cable and a backup cable. I can I I'd be worried too worried about. Wi-Fi networks and microwave ovens, you know. <laughs> uh, but 5G, I think dude. I think this is a big deal, and I don't think you're giving it enough freaking time of day, Dave. I don't think you're as excited about this as you should be about wireless systems? about wi- about wireless foot expression pedal controllers. That is crazy. It's pretty freaking crazy, man. And so uh, I can't find the price of it. I was looking all over the website. I think you have to contact to buy it. Uh, but um, well, that's what what'll get me excited is the price. I know, but there's no price, so I can't ask you to so guess. So I can't really, you know, I can't know. get too excited. 
which t- tells me it's probably expensive because it's probably like a really specific thing. But also, but you're a saying band like you Def Leppard is using it. You, know? you can put like three or five of them on the stage and just be able to like bounce oh, around. You could put like fucking fifty out on of the catwalk. Them out. That's the point. Is like no longer do you out on the catwalk. Do you have to run cable out there? It's freaking wireless. Baby, dude, we need to do a compilation of like guitar players walking out on the catwalk, like like all day, like 80s guitar players. Oh, that is such a move with like a fucking handkerchief hanging out of your (laughs) something flowing, trailing behind, like a little foxtail. (laughs) No, I I, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Who makes it again? Get excited. It is, it's just called Light Time. Uh, it's this guy, Chad Zamish, who's a stage tech for nearly 30 years. This is like a totally new. It looks like it came Crazy. out last year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, more new stuff, and this is throwing even way further back in time. But it's I I like it. I think it's worth I think it's worth mentioning because it's combining two really awesome effects into one effect, and that is the J Rocket Audio uh, Univerb Stompbox. It takes that Univibe, that like sort of classic looking Univibe box. That's the bent steel, and it's got the big looking amp knob and oh, whatever yeah. on there. And then it throws in a spring reverb tank inside, so it's both a univerb and a reverb in that sa- uni- univibe, I should say, and right. reverb in that same box. So let's just go back a second. Spring reverb yes. has always kind of like, it's been a curious thing to me. Because mm. I've played with a guitar player who had a, an extra tank on totally. top of his basement, uh-huh. and it matched. It was like matching Tolex and all that. Glorious. But I'm like, so the spring is in there? Yeah. It's a, it's a, when it's, it's it is quite literally a metal tank, rectangular. Uh, you know, depend. There are numerous sizes and, and shapes, and some of them have multiple springs. Mm-hmm. But it quite it has a big long spring, and it, it sends the signal into one end of the spring, and then it, and then it sends it back, and then it and then it takes that signal and so, blends so it. So you're in. telling me this new pedal has one built into the actual physical pedal? Yes, that's right. Interesting. So it's a tiny spring. No, well, no. That's the point. Is that the Univibe? The enclosure for that is a, usually a very large box, like the, especially the original ones. Okay. So they've managed to get a spring inside in there somehow too. As well, I haven't seen the, gut, the guts yet, but I'm very excited about it. Yeah, that's because J Rocket cool. makes really cool stuff. I, I think they're mostly known for they have a really awesome Klon clone. Okay. That people like. I think that's the Archer. Uh, but they're saying that one of the other things is that it runs internally at 24 volts. And the originals, you, you had to use a 24-volt power supply. This one will take a standard 9-volt power supply and ratchet that baby up to 24 volts. More power! And uh, <laughs> throws it in there. So um, I, 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 for one, who I've never owned either a, a real take on a uni. I've had pedals that do Univibe sounds, but I've never yeah. had like a real sort of Univibe clone. And I've definitely never had a pedal that has a spring reverb tank in it. I've had amp- plenty. I, only, I still have plenty of amps with spring reverb tanks in them, but never a pedal. So I'm kind of curious about this one, buddy. My uh, my Squire little practice amp has a spring. Love like it. If I move it, I hear like... Give a little kick for effect. Yeah. That was like a Brian Setzer rockabilly move. Uh, I don't, it's it's interesting too because I just I've never been I feel like maybe that's me becoming more of a dad and like I hope if I start talking about strats you'll know but uh, yeah we'll see when you get there I I'm not a real dad but you know I just, I'm a guitar no, dad no when you get to strats and I'm uh, <laughs> but I I've never been a Univibe sound like that like the Jimi Hendrix Univibe thing like I've I've loved when he's done it but I've never yeah. liked it for myself the fact that I kind of want one of those right now is like man, am I am I a freaking 
Am I an old fart, buddy? Can you run that like through your Kemper just to experiment with it? Of course, yeah. I've used plenty of Univibe settings, but that's what I'm saying. I've never had, you know, there, there's, there's, there's nothing it's like physical. That. It is a thing. I mean, because the they're, they're, they have a light and stuff, you know, they like right. do, they've got light bulbs and shit going on. It's yeah. like, a, you know, it's like a really physical It is. Yeah. The, the dude I played with had like, it was almost like an amp head, like the size of the chest. Are you talking about the, sp- the reverb? The spring reverb. I'm talking about the Univibe. The oh, Univibe okay. has, is like, it, it is a, it is very dependent on like the, physicality gotcha. in my yeah. most humble of opinion. So I don't know. I might have to check it out. J-Rocket Audio Univerb. Got to tell you, Dave, both effects can be run individually or together. It's got an effects loop so you can route the stuff around. What are you guessing? What you three ninety nine? dollars Ooh, great guess. Four forty nine. dollars So close. I was close. Yeah. Univibes are not cheap. No, and no. The I was fact that say. it has a big spring reverb yeah, and yeah. stuff in there. I do. Yeah, I kind of. I might have to get one. Uh, something we've talked about before actually finally came out, and I, we didn't really speak to any of the details. I just wanted to quickly mention it. Uh, Universal Audio. Remember, we talked in the past that they were coming out with a line of microphones that they made and are complementary with. You know, you can use them with anything, but they're also you know working with their interfaces specifically with presets and whatnot. Uh, the Stereo Pair. The SP1 standard pencil uh, microphone, condenser microphone oh, yeah. uh, pair has come out no finally shit. on the world. Uh, it's, it includes two microphones, which are a matched pair, a T bar, and then like you know adapters to put them on your stands and whatnot. Uh, and uh, here's the thing that I'm really excited. about. there's two things I'm actually really excited about. One, I've been a Universal Audio guy for a freaking while, and and I've got to say with the presets uh, on the plugins. They really get you close to if you don't know how to use a particular piece of gear or setup or whatever. They, the presets are a great place to start to get you in the ballpark and start to kind of understand how someone else might might approach it. These microphones include Universal Audio presets, so if you use Universal Audio interfaces, it, it include you can download presets that come with the microphone. So it's like not Dude. even you know it's just like it takes it takes the guesswork out of it for you. And I mean, if, if you don't know, I mean a, a stereo pair a stereo pair of condenser pencil microphones are great for recording acoustic right. guitars, overheads on drum. I was gonna say drums, drum overheads for sure. Uh, anything sort of even like an acoustic bass or yep. a cello, a piano, um, whatever room mics having a pair of mics stereo mics application that you just like are no nonsense you can just like throw Dude, a preset on the I preset think a is, idea f- by the way like i've been doing a little recording at the space yeah. lately and the presets are everything you just go bang 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 like what sounds you've got to know you got to compare and know what you're listening to but it's still nice to know that a company that you trust is the one creating them and here's the thing dave that was the one thing one thing i really like about these just like, want and then there's, there's another. another thing. Well, the, the other thing I would say is that I think they're cute. I like how they look. They're, they're I like do white like those little things. Nice. Yeah, they're cute. Uh, but the price, Dave. What do you think? For two Universal Audio stereo pair with the T bar and adapters. Fifteen. Three ninety nine. They are what quite affordable for a stereo pair for two. <laughs> I'm buying them right now. Right, dude, they're so cheap. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh wait, uh, did I ask uh, or did you mention? Are they? Uh, do they need phantom power? They or? do. Need, they do need phantom power. Okay. Uh, ster- your small, small diaphragm stereo or okay. condenser microphones are work with typically that. going to need that. Yeah. Man, dude, tree nine nine. We gotta Pretty get a cheap, set. huh? We should do a podcast through them. We just buy it and then we'll just, just... do it. It'll, it'll sound very roomy, but that'll be, that's fine. 
pretty roomy guy. Kind of guys. That'll be when we when we switch to the uh, just go full live stream. Which, by the way, I'm not totally joking about. I think maybe it might, it might be fun um, to do that. But either way, uh, we'll use those mics. One more piece of gear to talk about before we get to the main story, though, because I, I these are cute, and I just wanted to talk about them real quick. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but or I, actually, you know what? We talked about this guitar on the show before uh, earlier in the year. Steve Vai. Uh, with Ibanez released a new signature guitar, which is sort of like a take on the gem, but it's got like two little teardrop holes sort of deal, okay. hand holes on there instead. Uh, it was called the PIA. I don't remember what the actual, what they call it. It's like PIA or something, something like that. But either way, this guitar has come out in a really, what I find to be attractive, uh, blue powder colorway. And to go along with that, because this guitar has signature DiMarzio, what are they called? Utopia pickups in it already. DiMarzio is like, all right, we're now going to also release those Utopia signature Steve Vai pickups in matching blue powder. And I wanted to bring this up with you because I can't remember ever seeing. Of course, there are many signature guitar pickups out there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember ever seeing signature guitar pickups coming out in a fresh set of colors for an artist specifically never blue can you think of anything like that what kind of blue is it it's a a blue powder it's like a a a sky blue like a silvery blue there are a lot a lot of directions we could take this conversation one of them is that it's like i don't know what else it's going to match with you know right pure aesthetic i might have to just go nikes you got your nikes and your picks yeah I, but the I think in the pictures and then in his signature guitar, I think they look really nice. But that's the other thing. It, but so that's one of it. One of the items. The other one is I just I can't think of this ever happening. Like, isn't that is it's 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 kind of crazy that they they'd be like, yo, we're gonna put out like a special set of pickups just for this one specific, very right. specific color for your new guitar that like we're gonna sell to the rest of the world. Of course, I could imagine that they do this like just for artists in their custom shop. Be like, yeah, we'll put a freaking yeah. purple sticker on there for you. I don't care. But I guess if you can market it to... But that's what I'm saying. The that mu- they must think that there's enough of a market that people want to buy blue Steve Vai DiMarzio Steve pickups. Vida? Utopias. Uh, the, they, they're supposed to sound really good. They promise big, bold, lows, thick top end. And they say that they're I- ideal candidates for coil splitting, which is always nice because a humbucker that gets a little wimpy and the coil split's never a nice, yep. a nice thing. Uh, but... Yeah, they, it's it's got a it's got this sort of like laser cut baroque style uh, floral aesthetic sort of Do you like have a photo? Steve Vai thing. Oh, uh, I mean the internet does. I guess I'll look it up. You'll look it up. They're so not the, the exposed like humbuckers. It's like kind of both. It's kind of got. It's almost sort of like it's kind of Gretchy in some sort of ways. It's okay. got like th- like things going cool. on over it. Yeah, they're kind of. But they're. The, I just don't know that. I don't. You're gonna have to look at them. I don't know how the. I, what 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 the, what would they, what kind of guitar they would even go with other than Steve Vai's particular guitar that they're made to go <laughs> right. with? You know, like you're gonna put them in a Strat or something. Like that. And I also I'm just curious. Um, what do you think? Total ballpark uh, out of the blue for the pickups price? What would you what would you put on there? Are we doing? Uh, there's two. Just do one. Hundred bucks. Buck fifty nine. Okay. Yeah. A little more expensive. Because you got to pay for that. And for the right to play the same freaking pickup as the Master Steve Vai, I you know I don't hey, I don't want it to sound like I, a jam. To, I think Steve Vai is freaking the coolest. He's guy unbelievable, ever, and I and I want to be him. Have you ever played a Steve Vai guitar? Oh hell yeah! Okay, a number of them. Have you ever Good owned ones. One? I've never owned one. 
No, the only the only Ibanezes I've ever owned, I still own. Did you put your hand through the handle? Obviously, if, and I like th- flung it around and th- th- tried to attack other people at Chicago Music Exchange yeah, with it. Because you can whack people with that thing, and sort of more of like a like a sideways situation, like straight out. Oh, the, like yeah, like this, like, right? Like a battle axe, like a battle axe, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, of course I have. They're super badass. And I played some of the newer ones that had like where the upper um, the upper frets were scalloped. Uh, oh yeah, that's I played right. some of the old ones. Uh, yeah, they're. I was gonna say cool. like I mean those those go back to like when I was in high school. I mean oh, those, those things have been around to, the nineties since the eighties. Since eighties, yeah, yeah. I mean. I remember seeing those forever. So they must sell if he still has a line. Oh, the gem is still a big seller. This is these are specifically with that newer Pia, whatever, right. which is like the evolution of it that has like the teardrops. And but whatever. that classic like Steve I Ibanez, the gem, man. I, I that is. I'm not super into shredder guitars at all, but like that, that would be is, a good. I think that's that'd be the, good that would be the one, man. What um, the RG that I have is is a, is effectively that guitar without a handle. In what it. are we talking on an early gem? What are we talking? Grant thousands, three thousand. I would an early gem like one. Of, I would say they're probably closer in the four or five, or even days. in '90s. I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, I don't. You're not on the market. Such, on I don't gems. keep such a huge tab on those, but I might start adding. I mean, I think I'm, more, I'm looking feed, more. Dude. I'm looking more in the like twelve string baritone. Now you've got me thinking about freaking dobros and resonators because that stupid rogue <laughs> that you <laughs> Sorry sent about me. That. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, honestly, I'm not super because I, I, because I just sold two, uh, I'm feeling real good about that. And so I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep chasing that dragon, get rid of a few more before yeah. I buy anything. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I've got my, cause I, I had two full racks of guitars and then some stuff off to the side. I really wanted to get it down to just a one full rack, which I like figured out how to sort of overflow and put extra guitars on regardless. I'm glad you're consolidating. Yeah, me too. Thank you. But, but I was going to say in like a, and I have to, and I have to admit that this is like a really horrible, arrogant thing I'm about to admit to you, Dave. But I was looking at this it. Is the and place for it. I had at the time I had um, Les Paul 330, 335, yep. Telly, Jazzmaster, Martin D76, and yeah. Fender. The, These are literally the all bass. like some the of the best bass. guitars that people crave for their entire life. Well, here's the thing. I was looking at it, and I was like, hmm. Every one of those is vintage except for the Jazzmaster. I should probably get rid of that Jazzmaster. I was earlier in the episode. I didn't what want to a, just interrupt what a you. dick. Earlier in the episode, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was like, "Are you going to sell the Jazzmaster?" Because here's the thing. Really? Because I know. Well, one, I know you don't play it. Yeah. Two, I bought flat ones to put on there. Did you ever put them on? No. The fuck. Mm. Put them on tonight. Oh wait, you're you're busy. I got, I got the got the weddings. Well, this weekend, um, you got to try it with those. Uh, that's such a great guitar, and and they're worth a lot more. It's, than it's you a wonderful it. guitar. I really, I should, I wish you don't I played need it, it more. But and I would w- sell the Telly before you sold a no, Jazzmaster. No, that Telly, that's a birth year for me, and it, okay. that guitar, I got, I, I, I feel very, I feel quite bonded to that guitar. Okay, that's my favorite Telly neck that I've ever played. Okay. I'm not sure that like I, I I might someday like want to mod. I would possibly take the finish off. I would possibly no. I like I mean, no, the black. the black. I would possibly put a different bridge on there, try different pickups or something. But that I I love that neck on that guitar. It's just it does what I it want. Doesn't need I, could, I would never because I I forever would want to have at least one Fender option in my grasp and my for me to play. And I think I feel like that that guitar is the one for me. The JM was a uh, the Jazzmaster was a deal. 
you got it for yeah yeah it was i mean you know i didn't i didn't he didn't give it away but i certainly paid under what i think it's worth at this particular moment for sure yeah i and and was able to develop a friendship because he's a great fucking dude yep um, shout out met barbara kennedy but uh yeah but i i just this is that's my little bit of therapy here is that i I looked at a rack of guitars i i think i'll probably sell it but here's the other thing i realized something dave as i I didn't have my sg in the rack at the time and that and that is a guitar that i can't ever sell that is that's my most sentimental Mm -hmm. you know guitar and that is like a what 2010 or something like that or no 2008 i think Guitar. Yeah, you said eight. So, uh, you know, it's nothing, nothing vintage about it. It's I like just like P90, I just though. got it new, and it's like it was my touring guitar and all this sort of stuff, and it's all beat up, and it's you all. You should my break work. that thing out once in a while. Well, I did. I did. I busted out, and I remember that I fucked up the uh, the bridge saddles on that, and I need to get some new saddles, and I've been shopping around. I can't decide if I'm just going to get a whole new bridge or if I'm going to just gonna replace okay. the saddles and the bridge I have because I put the Bigsby on that, and I like chewed up the saddles that were on there. And it needs a collar trim, dude. Come on. No, that big that Bigsby is going nowhere. That could, that made that guitar way cooler. But I I do I I have been thinking about maybe putting sort of like roller tuners or something on there. But That'd or, be cool. uh, roller bridge or uh, yeah uh, saddles I should mm-hmm. say. All right, here we go. We've been burying the lead for long enough. We have a big thing to talk about because Dave put the work in this week to Dave's docs. I'm exhausted. You should be, man. You put some you put some freaking effort in. You did some digging and some diving and some and some listening and some researching. So what happened and what what's going on? Uh we have Dave's all of Dave's Dave's docs completely organized. Orgadaved. Orgadaved on a Google spreadsheet. Yes. By the name of the doc, the artist or the band who is in the doc, and then the episode in which it appeared. The episode in which it appeared. Which, if you really want to go back and listen to me rant about it, that'd be fine. Hell yeah. And then uh, where I watched it at the time, I think. Like the source? Yeah. Not like, like, like your you, living room? Like YouTube or Amazon sure. or, or not applicable. Yeah. Uh, Russian websites. And um, the year that it was released, which I thought I was I love cool. that edition, got to say. Not the year I watched it, but the year it was released. So that was... That was kind of fun to dig in. You know what I was going to say? I'm glad I am glad you just went through the full column thing because I thought about this and I hate to say it because I know you've already. Don't ask more. me to add another column. I was going to ask you to add you, another column. I'll fucking kill you, dude. I can't go back through those. What? What do you? Which column? What do you want? What do you add? think it is? My rating. No nope. Arbitrary ranking. I I refuse because here's <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. One. No, first of all, no. Also, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I don't want to influence. Pe- I'm not. I'm not oh, fucking IMDb. If you like I it, see. you okay. like it. It was a thoughtful decision. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was. I didn't want people to be like, oh, you give it a five. I'm not going to watch it. Uh huh. Okay. All Which right. Which I honestly, let's be honest. Most of my rankings have been between a six and a ten. Yeah, you're not. You're not totally pooping on. And most anything. are eight to tens. Yeah. I think I gave. The, I don't think you give that many tens, dude. I do you remember like I watched prettier. the Garth Brooks documentary? Oh, Barth Brooks, of course I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and I go, I got a half. I got thirty minutes in, and I just turned it. You off. turned it off. It was eight hours. You long. did that with a Frank Sinatra one too. You yep. watched like a fucking sliver of it. So what was funny was because you all, you you did me a huge favor by adding like um, you know you you'd be like we talked about blah 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 and the Smiths. Yeah, right. But then I got to go. All right. 
fuck. Well, well, it was a Smith documentary, yeah. So then I have to listen to, skip ahead to <laughs> where I start talking about it. It was it was a mind fuck, dude. Arduous process. And I listened to like us just go on. And there were a couple episodes in the early days uh-huh. where I just skipped through like five minutes at a time and I never talked about a doc. So like, and this is like, wait, what do you mean? Like there wasn't a dot, like there wasn't a day. Oh, because like when we had Mark on and uh, some of the early guests, yeah. yeah, And, you know, some of those guys, um, Pepper. Peps. No, there was no doc during the. I don't think so. No, it's like Uh, that kind of stuff. So, okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the list a little bit. I've actually got it pulled up on my phone. Please. I want to talk about. Let's review. So get my face ID working, get up from behind this microphone. Okay, so it okay, so it's, it goes all the way up to the most recent episode, episode 169. So I was actually, I noticed that. I was like, oh, yeah, you haven't added 170 yet. I uh, I, I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I better uh, but, hurry up so you go that. back all the way to to a bunch so, of question marks in the beginning, which is, I wanted to ask about that okay. first. So first of all, we it go, you can you can go back to number episode 28 that have documentaries then there was another one 29 and then we took a big old yeah a big old gap year until episode 42 and then there's had- another gap then 46 is where it picks up and then there are documentaries every freaking episode i think that from yeah so 46 on is really what you're so how many how many total documentaries have you talked well, about on here the question mark ones are i did talk about those uh-huh. in episodes i just didn't want to i was done like i didn't want to go back and okay look through the, you had that on the um on the page okay on the dave's doc link you had just a list of those, so I added those. Okay, because I did all watch all. Those. I know, like, yeah, like I know for sure we talked about some kind of monster in Anvil. The and first one ever and, was yeah. the national one. Oh, really? Where his brother, yeah, like, yeah. mistaken for strangers. He's like a road. Yeah, dude, it's oh my god, watch mistaken. Okay, for so strangers. how many total documentaries have you done on Dave's? Docs? I it's think like- one hundred and fifty out of one hundred and seventy. <laughs> Not joking. That's so awesome. I do it for you guys, man. You do, and now and and so now I'm gonna be able to take all of this data, and I'm gonna just figure out a way to put it in a fun, fun yeah. table on, and then on, on GearbudsPodcast.com, you can you're gonna have access to the entirety of Dave's Dave's Docs list of docs. It was it was fun. It was it was weird going back to like old episodes. Like I said, yeah. Like, so what did you hear listening back through stuff? What, what kind of? I did any find the episode where my mic wasn't working. Oh, <laughs> it was really? Just going through my laptop. Oh, that was funny. That was a quarant- right. that was a quarantine. No, it was episode. going through your freaking like your mo- wasn't it like your your monitor or something like that? It was going through gnome like just like oh a, your laptop speaker. Yeah, my oh, laptop. Oh, fucking yeah, that it, like because I knocked the thing. You disconnected the internet. So that was fun. Uh, it's oh my god, it sounded so bad, and it was a good episode too. Um, but yeah, there's. There's all that kind of stuff, man. It was weird going back through like old ones and being like, we don't sound like that anymore, which I'm glad. Like, I'm really I think happy we've, to hear that. We've progressed. I think oh. as soon as we got back into your place here is when we, we've we really hit our stride, I feel like. Wow. Okay. That's good to hear. It Any- took 100... <laughs> 20 episodes but like well folks if you're if you're listening you want to make a podcast turns out it just takes about 120 of them to if you think about it uh, we're about one year anniversary of coming back to your place after quarantine okay yeah it was the summer yeah you're right summer it was this is right oh man well we'll have to look we'll see when that was that's a good thing to celebrate were there any that you that you listened to yourself review Mm -hmm. that you forgot you had watched so many yeah Oh my god! Like, like, do you remember them now that you're like hearing yourself talk about it? Or were there any that you like straight up just like have no memory of ever actually having watched? Like, holy shit, I don't remember that. 
No, you know what's really crazy is I remember every single one. Like that's, as that's I was wonderful. logging them in, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching that. I don't remember like the rating or like, uh-huh. what I said about it, but I I do remember every single fucking movie that I've watched. Were that's there any crazy. that you were like, I I think I would like this more now than I did then, or like you where your feelings had changed on them? You know what's funny? Um yeah, I mean, there was weird ones. Like, the Frank Sinatra one was, like, stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just boring. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think there's any that I've, like, changed my mind. There are ones that I want to watch again. Okay. So now I'm, like, but I'm in this weird zone where I'm, like, do I just watch it leisurely? Or do I watch it and bring it back to the show? Like, Dig. Mm. Dig, for instance. I was talking about Dig with mm-hmm. Charlie the other night. With Danny Warhol's oh, and that's, Brian that's Jones. one of my Thomas. all-time favorite it's, documentaries. It's in my top five, yeah. for sure. Not team, the rock documentaries. That is just one of my favorite yes, documentaries, because period. of the dichotomy of, like, both bands. One mm-hmm. gets famous. One just decides to be drug addicts. And they kind of have this, you know, weird um, split. Yeah, start working back from the bottom of like those real old school ones that right. are just like you know right. we can we can I would I would be always down for a revisit, especially for ones like that that I've it seen. It might before. happen. I mean, yeah. it's you know like how many times you know you you know you have movies where you watch it like a couple times a year, mm-hmm. maybe at least once a year or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, why couldn't a documentary? I, can I make a request, please? If we do a revisit, why don't you do a little like maybe. Just find out at like where are they now? Like, give us a little update. Like a little if update. If there's like something beyond, like you know where where we were with it the last Absolutely. time we, we checked them out. Like we could be like, hey, where are this those guy guys died. still alive? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> just start talking shit, and I'm like, oh no. Um. So okay. So there, man. I just want to. I want to scroll man. through this yeah, a please. little bit. There are just so many. Because you also if do, you name one. I really I will... like that you did the artist too. So it's not just the name of the yes, documentary. You can it was sort by artist. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. And like, I did Rock a fire explosion is one that just popped yeah, out yeah, at me yeah. about the uh, that was great about the um, it's, now that's more of a documentary band, than the, like a rockumentary that's true it's fantastic love though. a documentary um let's see here wow yeah you've d- multiple Frank Zappa uh, that jumped out I think I've me. done more Frank Zappa than anything else well there are two of those right did you do were there any others where you, you no I almost you, did three though what oh but you I, almost did a third Zappa I was I was wrong on one I had to go back dude it was. It got a little hairy. <laughs> Dude, who are the good rats? Oh, the they're from tale, New- the they're tale from, of the good rats. They're from like New Jersey or New York City, and they're like a local, like rockin' fucking band. Their first album sounds like Queen. They sound like Queen, but not good oh, enough. Oh, it's I, really I, good. You, I listened to them kind after of very, that. Uh, okay, super tramp, like early Super Tramp kind of style. Dude, that's so good. Oh. Definitely get the good rats record. You can buy it for like eight bucks on eBay. Oh, you did the Marshall Amp one. That was cool. Yep. Play it loud. I like that. That was a. I, I the definitely. Gibson ones on there. Obviously. The Gibby ones on there. You did, well, here you've done multiple members of the Rolling Stones. Yes. So I feel, and, and so Stones, Bill Wyman. I feel like that. Bobby Keys documentary. I can't recommend enough. Which and one was that? Bobby Keys. Uh, I forget the name of it now. You'd have to look. It's called like Mr. Saturday Night or something okay. like that. Um, you know him and Keith Richards have the same birthday. Oh, so cool. they partied like extra hard together when. Uh, oh, there it is. Bobby Keys, the Rolling Stones. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Every night's a Saturday night. There, there it you is. Go. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, that just came Amazon out. Amazon Prime 2020. There you go. Yeah, dude. We've got all that info now available in this freaking document that you spent so much time. I'm so thankful. It was fun, dude. We've Honestly, been talking about it for a while. It's like, oh, man, it would be so nice if we had a it list was, of all those. It was, again, it was weird going back and listening to us talk. I mean, yeah. I know you've edited every episode. Dude, you know what? But on, you've the, never, on the website, we already have some of those. We have all these ones that you have question marks next to. No, that's where I got it from. 
Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't have which episode it came from. They had the date, but some of them had two dates on each one. And I was kind of like, it was like November 9th, November 9th. It November. might have been when it was posted versus when yeah. uh, the episode was. So okay. I, I, you know, I just put question marks. I mean, those are just honorable mention. And honestly, some of the best docs ever. Yeah, some of these. So, so these, guys, this is like a major hit If you guys want to see, here, like, yeah, go, go to, to the question, question marks. marks section, dude. That's, that's Dazing and Fused. I love that that's the. Well, that it was like an Zeppelin. Amazon yeah, doc. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's. I feel like you might have done a couple on the Who. Oh, Anvil, the story of Anvil. God, that is just one of the best movies I've ever seen. I, I it's one of those movies where I watch and I go, I can't decide if this is a mockumentary or a no, real. No, that's docu- a real documentary. It's that's, sad. Then. It's it it's is it sad. is sad. Of course <laughs> it is. Really that's sad. what makes it so good. Oh well, yeah, man. Look, Death, a, ba- a band called Death. That's Dude, another one that has to be mentioned. Got to watch that again. There's so many. I feel like we've talked we've talked about some kind of monster a couple times. At so this point. oh, we've brought it up many times. <laughs> But I will say the better Metallica documentary is the one that um, I did later that was called like, uh, fuck, it's in there somewhere. Oh, there's a Keith Moon one. Okay. So, yeah, there were multiple. There was a oh, Keith Spinal Moon, Tap, of course. Is VH1 on did a Keith Moon strictly behind the music. Yeah. Just on Keith Moon. Mooney. I've, maybe we should. Oh, no. We've, I feel like. I don't know. Oh, no. We've already talked about because there's going to be a Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap's on the uh, sequel, so we'll we'll have to do a full oh, yeah. dedicated. Dude, I, come to think of it, we've done a full dedicated put, episode. We did a full dedicated episode to a movie as well. I didn't the put Ultimate Studio, Dave's Doc. Well, that's on there. Um, get back. No, freaking, Studio Six Six Six. No, two great examples. The third being the pedal movie. I think that's on there. Okay, great. Because yeah, we've dedicated literally an oh, entire that's on episode sure. to Dave's Docs. No, that's on there for sure. Yeah, and then you're right. Yeah, we went and saw Get Back. So we d- did we do a full reaction episode to that? It's on there. And then we also did, yeah, was Studio 666 a full episode or did we just no. do part of an episode for I that? did a Dave's Doc. No, that was the Dave's Doc. Maybe it's on there. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. It's 150 fucking lines. But I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Studio 666, did we do a full episode about that? Yes. Or? I mean, we talked about it for a good chunk. A good chunk, chunk okay. Yeah. And I don't think I did a doc on top of that. I think that's kind of what we used. So I'm pretty sure that's probably on there. Uh, as you were going through, were, were there any... Um any any gear things that you forgot that you that you like as you were skipping through and you heard that you were like oh yeah I forgot we talked about that or, I forgot oh, yeah, about it in the like, Kiss documentary that um, Ace Freely put a firecracker in his fucking pickup oh he always used to do that <laughs> shit dude. yeah the, <laughs> That's the, so stupid the fire because he, he had bomb? the three pickup guitar and one of them was a fucking smoke it's ridiculous. bomb ridiculous yeah and I mean that kind of shit you know pops out of course was there any were there any that you were like oh those that, that was like the worst one that for sure like I hated the that. Garth Brooks was bad yeah well uh, of course you turned it off but any that you like actually watched all the way through that you're like no i that i really didn't like that one you know what i try to do is take something away from every single time i watch one even the ukulele one today i'm like yeah i think you know i still got something out of it i picked up my uke and started i bet you did you played a little what's that one song of yours that i like i recorded uh was a uke song i think you're making a band song now hell hell yeah I'm on the road without you. There it is. That's yeah. oh yeah. Fuck, I had to listen to that song a lot. It's Holy a good shit. song. I mix, I mix that bad boy up. Um, yeah, no, that was it was. What about the story of Jim Croce? How was that one? For Dude, you? it's sad. <laughs> Do you know he his plane crashed as he was flying home from signing a fucking record deal? Oh, that's so fucked. It's up. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, there, a lot of them are really sad. Couple. That's kind of the, the crazy one. The best the Zeppelin- movie Soul. Yeah, we, we we did the movie Soul. Yeah, as well. we did, we did. 
that's a bit of a I would say a little bit of a stretch. I would say that's a stretch. I, w- I mean, it was very musical. But of we course. both watched. We it. both watched. So it. we it talked like around about Christmas it. time. And that or took, yeah, dude, it was quarantine. Yeah. So it's yeah, for sure. That's wow. That's a fu- that's a really funny one. It was funny, dude. Okay, so not to get too dark, but like. There were times when, in between, when we got back from Nam and we before quarantine, uh-huh. we, there was like a month, and or two months, and we had uh, people over, and <laughs> you could hear people coughing. Oh like, no! <clears throat> like that dry cough. I did it a bunch of times. You oh, did it a bunch. Because you know, I didn't listen to whole episodes, but I was skipping through just to be like, okay, where do I just say? Because you were going Dave's docs, which by the way, you edited the delay early. That yeah. was early on. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. But even before that, you were like. It's Dave's Docs. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I got another hot one for you. All right, friends. We're good at podcasts. Let's yeah. talk into the mic. And the other thing I always said was, well, I didn't have a lot of time to watch Dave's Docs this week. <laughs> so here you go. I did that for like 50 episodes. Like every week. I've been really busy with work. <laughs> really? Squeeze it in this really? Dude, literally between episode like like 100 oh, all the way shit. down to like 50 oh, whatever man. every week was a real struggle oh man it's, it's, it's gonna be a tough one <laughs> I don't know, you're really time. pulling it out of me oh man that's so good yeah well, well, it, i'm it was so fun, thankful man. that you fucking struggled and no and dude slugged it out it was it was fun to go th- back through them and honestly man documentaries are the shit dude there's a lot more I have to watch. Dave's Docs, and there are a lot that are not. Da- I mean, we we've definitely gotten fast and loose with the term Dave's Docs around here because we like to watch like a kiss, like random kiss movie about uh, the, in the amusement park. Yeah, it's a segment. It's fun. Of course, it the is. Kiss I movie. love oh, it. Phantom of the Park is in there. Definitely, it absolutely better be. And I'm pretty sure Studio Six 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 would be in there. I too. would think it would be too. Um, one last thing I'll yeah. say is it was it was funny just like. One, hearing your disappointment when it's a band you don't want to talk about. Like live. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Oh, great. <laughs> and then you start like interrupting. Like I'm like, yeah, well, this thing happened. You're like, ah, did that happen? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to get through this. I don't want to do this any more than you do. I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore, but this is what it is. It is what it is. Oh man, you're making my sides hurt. Thanks for that, buddy. Uh, this has been a. This beefer, is so dude. good. I can't wait to. It has been a major before. I can't wait to uh, figure out how to get that on the website, and then it'll be up there. Yeah. Gearbuttspodcast.com/slash/davesdocs. Check it out. And uh, wow, folks, thank you so much for being here with thank us you. and listening to us. And we may, we do this for you. We we do the Dave's Docs for you. Dave docs it up for you. Yep. And then we we're gonna put it on a website for you, so you can have a full access. I think it's an amazing resource. Like truly incredible content for the world to have access to this huge list of curated musical I feel like I'm giving back to the musical community by talking about these documentaries. We're giving back to the musical community with every freaking episode of this podcast. Damn right. It's not like we're making it hand over fist over here, but that's not what we're here. We're not here to bellyache about money. We're here to do this show. So thank you so much for listening to this. And if you did make it to the end of this episode, why don't you go make some music? Bye-bye.